Hey, troublemakers. It's been a hot moment, but we're back. A little older, a little wiser, and with a lot more knowledge of what living through history feels like. For those who might be listening a century from now, living through history is a humbling experience. The nostalgia about it's a lot more romanticized than the day-to-day hurdles and challenges of getting through the next day. Now, today, I just want to bring up a topical moment that I'm really not sure how it's going to play out in the next 5, 10, or 50 years. The Writers Guild of America has been on strike for and is picketing the major studios and streamers that are part of the Association for Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP, over fair wages, fair contracts, and the use of artificial intelligence and staffing. It's been over two months and that the writers have still been on the picket line, and I truly do hope that a deal can be reached that not only improves the overall conditions for those that create the words of our favorite movies and series, but that the equity of these words translate to all creatives in the entertainment industry. Some on social media say to help support the writers with this breakdown of talks with the studios and that banning and canceling their subscriptions is a proactive measure. I have to disagree. Banning and boycotting doesn't work in the long run. History and time's a funny thing. If you look at the past, you can see the patterns of how humanity plays things out. And if you're wise, you use those lessons from history to help shape the present and how to operate in the future. Things that we take for granted today were just not as taboo, but controlling and had some life and death consequences in the past. Like one of my favorite things, coffee. In today's world, coffee has become the cherished beverage. Sorry, tea and tequila drinkers. A dark, delightful elixir savored by adults worldwide on a daily basis. However, this wasn't always the case. Throughout history, there have been numerous attempts to prohibit uh, the consumption of coffee, and here are just like five notable instances of such bans. First off, Mecca and Islam. In 1511, Kerr Bang, the governor of Mecca, instated a ban on coffee, considering it to be a perilous drug that fueled radical thinking among the city's inhabitants. He likened coffee to the forbidden intoxicant, wine, as prescribed in the Quran. Begs forced forces his forces seized coffee from vendors and set their stocks ablaze in the streets. Thankfully, wiser minds prevailed, and the counselors to the Sultan of Egypt overturned the prohibition, restoring the free flow of coffee in the bustling streets of Mecca. Then there's Catholicism. In the 16th century, witnessed the introduction of coffee to adorning masses in Europe. Some members of the clergy within the Catholic Church feared that this bewitching, delightful drink would corrupt their congregations. They branded it as satanic and advocated for its prohibition by the Church. Fortunately, Pope Clement VIII, one of my favorite popes for this after having sampled the coffee, determined it to be a far cry from anything of diabolical. Instead, he found it simply delicious. In fact, he jokingly remarked that it was so good that it should be baptized. Now, with the post blessing, coffee houses sprang up across Europe. The Ottoman Empire. Throughout its reign, the Ottoman Empire maintained a complex relationship with coffee. The beverage, known to its delectable taste and uplifting effect on mood, was perceived as a drug and treated with suspicion. It faced several bans, including one decree by the esteemed ruler, Suleiman the Magnificent, Yet these prohibitions were largely disregarded by both coffee drinkers and sellers within the empire. 
even when Murad IV, ruler of the Ottoman Empire, issued orders from Constantinople stating that individuals caught buying or selling coffee should be beaten on their first offense and tossed into the sea in a leather bag on the second, coffee shops continued to flourish throughout the Mediterranean. And that's, let's not get Sweden off the hook here, too. Uh, by 1700, coffee had found its way to Sweden. Seeing an opportunity for financial gain, the King of Sweden imposed a hefty tax on coffee imports. But it went largely unpaid, and frustrated by the widespread evasion, he outlawed the sale of coffee in the country and even confiscated cups and dishes during arrest. This gave rise to a thriving black market, with people smuggling coffee into the nation. In an effort to showcase the dangers of coffee to assistance, King Gustav ordered a death row prisoner to consume three pots of coffee each day while a physician observed his eventful demise. <laughs> Astonishingly, the prisoner, condemned to death by coffee, outlived his overseeing physician by several years. And then there was Prussia. Frederick the Great of Prussia became aware that beer consumption was dwindling in his homeland. He attributed the decline to the rising popularity of coffee and observed his countrymen starting their days with a warm cup of coffee instead of a cold, hearty glass of lager. He issued an official manifesto proclaiming the superiority of beer over coffee and assigned spies to monitor the coffee sales in the nation. However, even Frederick the Great couldn't resist the allure of a good coffee. In his later years, he was known to consume six to eight cups every morning, now today, coffee stands as the second most traded commodity worldwide. Americans alone consume over 400 million cups of coffee daily to kickstart their mornings and fuel their productivity. If you possess a rebellious spirit and wish to defy historical bans by incorporating coffee into your morning routine, rest assured that history has your back. Now, we've got swag now. Check out our store for your very own troublemaker hats, t-shirts, and stickers. And if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up, five stars, whatever the highest liking position for your podcast uh, player does. It'll help increase eyes onto the podcast. And who knows, we may become a number one on some list. If you have a short question, reach out to me at Michael Trouble Burgess on Instagram. And for longer questions, troublemakersmtb at gmail.com. For tips to my favorite coffee setups, check out my recommendations on the page. And I will talk to you soon. Enjoy your cup of coffee.